0: Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at IcyChiller at ATT.net. That's I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. Tonight on the Delirious Dad's Gaming Podcast.
1: Yep. Let's start a riot. A riot.
0: What's that in the sky? Oh, that's me getting shot down.
1: And now, the Delirious Dad's Gaming Podcast.
0: That's right. It's time to stay delirious and get wild. I
1: was going to say, stay dadding, and then I thought you were going to say, stay gaming. And I was like, this is a different way to start it, but it didn't happen. No, it's so not. i kind of disappointed. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's okay. I didn't want to <laughs> kill the outro, you know? <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, it's the one second podcast. Well, guys, welcome to episode 74 of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. I'm here with my good friend and uh, compadre. Ryan Maddox. Ryan, welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Oh, yeah. I welcome you, because this is going to be an epic show, and I'm, I'm glad you get to participate.
0: Oh, okay. It's because you're involved. That's why it's epic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah always.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, um, Ryan's going to eat some humble pie, because we're bringing some good news today, and you're going to enjoy it. You're going to eat every bite. It's going to be great. What do you got for us today? What are you bringing on your end, bro? I'm bringing some eSports updates not a bunch of
1: stories. I guess you could still call it news. I don't know if we're going to call it some other segment here soon, but it's Mm going to be when we cover specifically things going on in eSports and then um, as eSports open up here locally, again, for the schools and stuff, we'll be covering local eSports, too, on a regular basis. Um, That's something we're going to be getting more and more involved with, uh, the eSports tournaments and and, uh, helping sponsor, hopefully, some of these high school teams and high school players and different things like that. That's something we're super excited about. Uh, Mm -hmm. that that really Johnny over there at Clip Gaming has kind of got us excited about and involved in, and uh, we like that layer that has come on to the show and and our interests. So that's kind of something you guys can expect to hear more of. So we'll decide later whether we'll call it something different. It's news, but it's specifically eSports news.
0: Yep, and we have plans. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to uh, Jeff Price over OCU um, one try to get him on the podcast to talk about their mm-hmm. esports program, um, kind of pick his brain. But uh, we're gonna try to get him on whenever things are more settled. I feel like right now everything's been so up in the air. We would like to uh, save him for a time whenever things are more concrete, rather than so up mm-hmm. in the air. Yeah. So we definitely still have plans in the esports world. It's just with uh, COVID and everything that's went on, it just slowed down everything. So that's right. kind of where we've been on that end. Uh, But I'm very curious to see what's going on in the esports world, Ryan. It's going to be really cool. In
1: in the esports world is a couple big things with a couple big names. Um, There's obviously more news than I'm going to bring. We're going to try to bring news that at least um, you guys will kind of know what we're talking about, who we're talking about when we talk about them. Um, And then if there's big stories of unknown people, obviously we'll bring them up too. Um, but we're, you know, just like our regular news features, we try to pick out the things that are going to be most prevalent to you listeners, and I think these ones are going to matter a little bit, mm-hmm. and so we'll hit on those things. Uh, as I introed, I said, yep, let's start a riot. That's referring to my first story, uh, YEP, which is the youth esports program, um, that uh, I'm going to mess up this guy's name, uh, the the company's name, Maneski, is who, who heads the youth Esports program. It's it's the uh, I would say umbrella company. Uh, there's a Mineski Philippines, and that's specifically what we're talking about. Okay. The youth esports program in the Philippines and uh, Riot Gaming Southeast Asia, their Southeast Asia division, has partnered with them.
0: Okay, um,
1: they're collaborating, not just sponsoring. So it's an actual working together. The partnership will be um, with what they go by as YEP or Yep. Um, they will allow Yep to give students access to the Riot Games employees through workshops, activities, um, and student initiatives. Uh, they're going to start these initiatives, and uh, they'll include uh, legends of rune and Terra tournaments Runeterra. and Valorant and Valorant uh, content contests. Okay. Um, so these kids are young adults too. This the youth uh, includes the college level, if I understand properly, with the youth esports program. Um, and they're going to be able to kind of connect with and mingle with some of the, you know, obviously Riot has become one of the top gaming companies in the world Mm -hmm. and, um, they're going to get to actually connect with their employees that are, you know, full scale at the level these guys are hoping to get to. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to get to see kind of what things are about, even possibly work on projects together is the way it sounds, which is pretty sweet.
0: So it's kind of uh, a, like a workshop type thing where they can interact with the employees.
1: Yeah, it says uh, initiatives, workshops, and activities. And then, of course, they're going to work to set up these tournaments, too. So there's going to be kind of a combo thing going on. Um, It says uh, that Chris Tran, he's the head of the eSports for Riot Games, Southeast Asia, um, that he spoke with, uh, what do you call it? He he spoke on the agreement in a release saying uh, the Philippines has always been one of our most important markets. I didn't know this. That's one of the reasons I found this story interesting. I wouldn't even think of the Philippines as being a big eSports market, but Hmm. evidently it is. It says, uh, as we've been consistently blown away by the passion and the talent discovered within this community here. It's a very tight community. We are excited to partner with the youth eSports program and to support their efforts in nurturing the next generation of eSports and game industry professionals. So they're working on both sides, the tournament side, the players, and the people who work in building the games. Okay. Um, And so does this uh, YEP program. They work on both sides too, players and uh, people involved in the artwork and game design and all that. Um, It says, as part of the partnership, Valorant will become an official tournament game of the youth esports program uh, and their upcoming campus-based esports leagues. So Valorant is going to be on their list of esports that they're – Actual high school teams and college teams will be playing for competition, uh, which is pretty sweet because that's a brand new game. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we know it's been out on beta, but this is great, I think, for the partnership and for the promotion of Valorant and the, and bringing it to the pro scene. Um,
0: and that advantage that I feel like Valorant has is um, the fact that it's free to play. And as you said in previous episodes, it plays on weaker computers. So yes. it's accessible to these kids that may not be able to afford a gaming PC. Yep. Lower income them.
1: families, things like that are going to be able to run this game just like I can on my potato. So yeah, that, I think that's a huge benefit to Valorant. Uh, are you going to be wanting to do tournaments there? No, but you can get in plenty of practice there, right? With mm-hmm. you to your tournament, you probably want to jump on a, a better computer. It's going to have less lag and things like that. Yeah. If you're serious. But uh, a lot of times people can't even run these games at home. They can mm-hmm. only run when they go to the class or things like that. And so I think that's a, a definite, uh, Leap in the right direction to where mm-hmm. we see a lot of games just eliminating even even decent level gaming PCs can't play a lot of the new games. So mm-hmm. to see this built that way, I think is great. Um, but we you know we saw them do that with um, what do you call it? Wow, I just drew a blank on it. Fortnite Fortnite was designed to work on almost anything, kind mm-hmm. of you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that actually they've made a lot of their money off of the ability to make the game run so well because it's cloud based. In the back end right there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff processing on their end instead of your end yeah um but we, you got one more statement here that's from i'm gonna hopefully i get his his name right marlon he goes by lon marcello he's the director of the yep program uh he also commented we're very happy and excited to have riot games be part of our program we are aligned on our objectives of raising the level of esports to the level of other uh varsity sports and schools Together, we hope to create the infrastructure needed for students to uh, responsibly pursue their passions in an exciting industry of eSports gaming. Uh, really, that's kind of started to become one of our mission. As mm-hmm. the show's developed, we've realized how we're on the cusp of that, and we want to do anything we can to help that. That's why we have those kind of guests and partners that have started to join us for the podcast that are involved in that. We're not just involved in eSports Pro. Right. Our real interest is getting the young guys involved and finding out that they can and, and helping the schools uh, promote their esports programs and helping it become like a normal sport. That is something mm-hmm. that me, Clint, and Hunter are all very excited about. And we hope to be part of it as much as possible. Right. Um, we don't want kids
0: the, to have to be like, well, what if I would have had that gaming opportunity right. when I was in school to just yeah, try so and be that?
1: There's so many real careers that come out of it even versus other sports like sports we loved like wrestling and stuff mm-hmm. like that that don't have much the opportunity you know you can become a coach you can go to the olympics now you can become an mma guy before mma that was it was coaching olympics that's mm-hmm. the end of it now you know you've got uh, in esports it's like just like almost any career in business or anything else it's limitless there's so many huge variety of things that you can do because it's becoming such a big industry Mm-hmm. And so we're excited to see that. I think it's cool uh, I think to it's... even learn that the a place like the Philippines is a key market for Riot Games. I never would have even guessed that. Not that yeah. that's what this article is and, about. And that might I didn't be, know that.
0: That might be because Riot Games, I feel like they have a bigger international reach. Mm-hmm. Um, like with League of Legends, you know, it was big in the Asian market. Oh, yeah, um, big time. You know, um, with how they did with them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it makes sense with the Philippines. I know, you know, we've had some... Um, people who are from the Philippines watch our streams before on other games like sure. rockstar. It was seemed kind of bigger with uh, GTA five. It mm-hmm. seems like we have more, um, uh, followers from the Philippines coming and watch us on that. Or like yep. PUBG was another big one. If I had to think of, um, of that international reach, mm-hmm. um, seemed like they had more international players that were somehow getting over to our stream. I don't know right. how, you know, so how all that works on the back end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: agree with you. We have seen that trend a little bit. Yeah. Uh, next I've got for you guys uh, it's a bunch of initials all these companies are right because nobody wants to say the actual oh. name of these companies but the UCEA which stands for the United College Esports Association if you're involved in esports at a high school or college level you've heard of it um, they have partnered with the National Association of Esports Coaches and Directors that's the N-A-E-C-A-D which has a lot of initials but also, one of the biggest um, initiative drivers for the esports community at the college level. These two have actually come together. They both offer huge um, benefits and attributes on two different sides of the sport, kind of. One is having to do with the tournament uh, play and rules and regulations and helping set up this kind of stuff. The other is specifically in helping build um college level teachers, directors, and coaches, you know, around that industry. So those two companies have come together and now, or I wouldn't call them companies, they're organizations, right? Mm -hmm. But same thing, really, they've come together and they've joined forces. Uh, The joint executive initiative will launch with the aim to serve, legitimize, and advance competitive esports at a university level. The pair will maintain to keep the emphasis on leadership, advocacy, and professional development for the UCEA coaches and directors. Boom, I love it. We're seeing this kind of stuff happen all over the place. Okay, um, says here Victoria Horsley. Horsley, that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, Chief Revenue Officer of the UEA and President of the UCEA uh, commented on the partnership. The UCEA's partnership with the NAECAD allows us to continue to raise and advance the development of the greater collegiate esports community, current and future leadership, and valuable resources within North America. Um, This partnership also functions as a think tank that will be driven by thought leadership. Uh, Hmm. It says best practices and subject matter experts. So they're gonna have a a group of leaders in the industry of esports that will be part of these two organizations, pushing progress. That's their whole goal is to see What's next? Uh, it's kind of, you know, we've talked about this before. Esports right now, it's kind of the wild, wild west. It's mm-hmm. so kind of a, kind every of a new tournament's industry.
0: different. There's not really yep. one whole standard of this is how we're going to do it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. And, you know, we really don't know who's, what's going to be the standard later. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as you see companies like this, organizations that are already have pretty good influence joining together, obviously that's going to expand their reach and the effect that they have on esports. So, um, that's a pretty big partnership if you're interested in collegiate esports. Following the decisions they're making over the next year is probably going to be an important um, thing for you to do if you're really wanting to kind of follow where esports is going. Yeah. They're going to be a leader in the industry for sure. Um, it says that uh, these two align perfectly in multiple areas, including the mission, uh, their stakeholders, target audience, and ongoing strategic strides to enhance the current collegiate landscape Uh, because of everything lining up so perfectly this was a no-brainer these guys have gotten together and it really just uh sounds like it feels like you know when you start a company and you may have two divisions they they just started as two divisions and now they're a company that makes sense um both it makes sense it
0: sounds like each each group has their own expertise on that certain aspect of esports so
1: yeah they fill the gap of the other that's what yeah. it sounds like here, and I, and I think it's an exciting partnership, excited to see what they push forward and, and what drives forward. This, you think it's the Wild Wild West in the collegiate level. High school is even more. It's so up in the air um, you know in, in comparison to when you're playing other sports, the heads and the directors and how we're supposed to do things and who's doing things and how tournaments are to be set up and how um, you know eligibility and all these kind of things are determined is all that's just super new for the high school stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's multiple fronts in multiple states all trying to figure out kind of how we're going to do this thing. Um, and so we're going we're gonna, to, I'm sure, follow suit of what the college does. That's what happens. Yeah. College level does something and we follow suit. We kind of jump on that same thing and try to build a miniature version of, of that. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens with that.
0: That's really cool. That's good. And, you know, we kind of take that kind of stuff for uh, advantage uh, right now because you think, like, you get into football or you get into baseball or even wrestling, and you think, well, this is just the way the sport is. These are the rules. This is the – well, no, at one point it was a Wild West show, and the organization came together and made these standards and practices that you're going to do to set up how your sport works and what's cheating and what's not. Um, We're just used to that. You know, you go to a football game and – you know, like if, if we go hang out with Hunter and we're watching a football game, he's going to get pissed about a certain call that was made because it's against this this rule book mm-hmm. thing or whatever. And it's like, well, who says that? Well, it's it's that way. It's, you know, that's the rules. It's just it's the way it is. Like, yeah. yeah. And so we, we kind of forget that the, even with your uh, physical sports at one point, um, that, that wasn't actually a thing. You know, someone oh, had to come up with it.
1: Esports is even more complicated because you're not adding a sport you're adding a bunch of sports that are within the esports <clears throat> genre, right? So yep. you're not going to have the same set of rules for every game. You're going to have the same, you know, it, it's kind of easy to have rules of conduct that mm-hmm. exists across all your sports and collegiate sports, high school, college um, that exist that have to do with sportsmanship and things like that. And um, those are pretty standard, right? Those are going to be out the box. We're going to figure those out quickly. Uh, the The thing is what's going on with each of these games, right? Because we're right. talking about, Really probably six to eight games competing for the spotlight within the esports collegiate community. That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about at any given time. But there's only six to eight games in all of high school sports. So you're literally doubling.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: It's all within one category, but there is a lot to figure out. And
0: there's then you and, the, and then you have the case of the individual, right? So mm-hmm. if that you know you gotta make sure all the computer hardware that's being used doesn't have any cheat software. Yep. Connected to it that's going to help with like aimbotting or or mm-hmm. things like that to help with the advantage. So, you know, that's then a whole, there's that tech a whole side whole to it.
1: Industry. It's, I mean, it's that, what do you call it? Um, well, I mean, right there. That's the best thing. What you just said technical difficulties <laughs> don't really exist in wrestling, right? Yeah. I mean, what? Your scoreboard's not working. We're talking about a. We can whole- write that
0: down on paper, baby. That's right. Same yeah. thing with football. <laughs> Something happens, you're just out there playing football. Scoreboard breaks. Okay, yeah. well, someone's keeping score somewhere, right? Yeah,
1: and the cost that these schools have to invest. You know, you see a lot of these schools are are um, uh, being sponsored by a few people. Right, unless you're a bigger school like here in Oklahoma, Jinx Union stuff like that, they've got the money. They raise the raise the funds pretty easily to start their esports programs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an expensive sport to start. Is it more expensive than football or something like that? No, of course not. The stadiums and all that stuff is super expensive, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you've got all your gear and all your football. But it's not a cheap sport. People who no. are people who are not in esports. If you told them, hey, we're going to start gaming, your mind kind of goes to, well, that's should be easy to do. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a full on deal. You're going to need a whole room, right? These schools are setting up arenas and classrooms and stuff that are specifically designed to have all this Ethernet ran through the whole thing, and and gotta, everything's built e- for high speed. And
0: each PC's got to be able to handle it and run at a high level. You yep, know,
1: yep. And that's not something people think about. It's expensive. So a lot of your smaller schools that have esports, uh, you know, like Tahlequah or places like that, mm-hmm. they are uh, mainly sponsored by a couple people. There's a couple companies or a couple, of you know, dads mm-hmm. that happen to have some wealth. And they said, yeah, you know, we want to do push this. Push it out. Yep, yep. And uh, then once it gets going, they get a little traction. But in the beginning, you know, it's really hard to hit a community in a small country town mm-hmm. about video game sport for your school. Think about that, guys. And to get that community is, to understand it. Yeah, yeah it's all... not like knocking and saying, hey, do you want to advertise? I mean, specifically, that's what I do is I run calendars that are, um, what do you call it? They are fundraisers for small towns, small clubs, sports, school sports, things like that. That's what I do. That's one of the businesses I run. And I can imagine going and knocking on the door of a business, you know, whatever you call it. Let's call it uh, Screen Time. It's a screen print print and advertising local company. They do T-shirts and stuff, whatever, right? I just Mm -hmm. made up the name. It's not a real company. But let's say we went to them. We said, hey, Screen Time, you guys want to be a sponsor in this year's calendar for the uh, Valorant team eSports. The freak are you talking about? That is a huge barrier to overcome when it comes to fundraising. You want to buy, even let's just go, you want to buy some cookies for our Call of Duty team? (laughs) People are going to know what Call of Duty is, but they're going to look at you like, what are you talking about? Yeah, You don't buy cookies for a game. It's a video game. Mm -hmm. Guys, wake up. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to go, wake up, guys. This is a real thing and they need real sponsors and they need real help and they need real um what do you call that they need a voice right they mm-hmm. need people to understand this is really happening it's not going to stop or or anything like that it's coming um but it's just wh- how do we get it there that's where we're at yeah so didn't mean to go on that that rant there i got one more story obviously this is something we've gotten excited about and you're going to get more of especially as this covid dies down but
0: um some say in November. Anyway, moving on. Oh yeah, right at the election? What a is.
1: Let's uh okay, so over here we've got I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this guy. His name's Gary Vee. Anybody ever heard of him? Of course you have. If you haven't, get Gary Vandesky. Okay. Yeah, Vanders. Vanders, bro. Vander, on, Vander, Vander, Vander Vanders I know
0: who you're talking about though. Gary yeah. Vee. Gotta get on yeah, at Gary work. V. Stay up late, you know? Yeah. Get yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotta if push you've it.
1: never if you've never watched Gary V, he's the man. Yeah, he, he's turned, he turned
0: his dad's uh, liquor store business into uh, millions. Yeah. Multi million
1: dollar business. Yeah. But not just that, he's very motivational. Um, he does, he puts out a ton of content and advice, not just motivational speeches, but good, sound business advice for the modern age on what you should be interested in, how you should be marketing your business and your brand, um, all the things that we are trying to do right now. Um, and he's got all kinds of fingers and all kinds of cookie jars. Uh, one of them, if you haven't heard of it before, is called Vay- uh, Vayner Sports. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, but Vayner Sports is basically a, um, uh, let's get specific, it's an it's a sports agency program, right? Mm, so they, okay. they help uh, guys that are going from college or whatever it is, sports or guys that are already in pro sports, and they help them get signed and they work their contract. They're just like a, you know, there's tons of these guys that do it for for music and, and actors, right? You have an agent, right? So it's like an people, agent or a producer. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize you have agents in sports too. I mean, you do, mm-hmm. but they have started a company called Vander Sports who does that in sports. They recently added uh, basketball and they're in other sports like football and they have obviously on their profile, high profile athletes. That they help negotiate their contracts and get them signed with teams and and, uh, companies and get them contract deals for sponsors with Nike and all that kind of stuff. That's what an agent does, right? You guys following me? Okay. Uh, The newest addition to Vayner Sports is Vayner Gaming. Oh, okay. You know where I'm going with this, guys? Yeah. He has already signed his first um, client on here. And um, let's see. What's this guy's name real quick? You guys are gonna know who he is, but I don't I don't want to say it wrong.
0: Where's he at? He's on the page. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> I accidentally Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Here he is. He's at the very top. I had scrolled past him already. Um they call him uh you've said his name before, Clint. He's is it Booga? You know what I'm talking about? Kyle Booga. Yeah, Kyle gearstoff
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah.
1: He's he's the winner of the uh Fortnite World Cup, right? We've talked about him on here Mm -hmm. on the show. I think he goes by Booga. I think that's how you pronounce that. I think it is Booga. yeah. He's their their first client within the eSports community, and he was already a pro, uh, but they signed him. I don't know if he had an agent before, but they're his agent now, and they've already renegotiated his deal uh, with the organization, the North American organization, uh, Sentinels, which is the the team that he's part of. Okay. and that's what they do. They're trying to get you some more money, trying to make mm-hmm. sure you're being done right. That's what an agent's there for. Yeah. Are they going to get a piece of the pie? Of course they are. Wouldn't be in business if they weren't, especially Gary V. He's there to make money. He's not mm-hmm. there just to have fun. He likes to help and support people. Uh, he said, this is from Gary V. He said, I've been quietly paying attention to the gaming industry for over a decade, building relationships and following trends, which is what Gary V does. Yep. He, said, he said, one of the most exciting things about it for me is the gamers themselves. He said, and uh, when I look at the culture, the interest in the sector from other athletes, artists, celebrities is enormous. It's much bigger than any other upcoming thing. He said, this is very significant expansion for Vayner sports. Basically he's saying this is not some little, Hey, we're going to do this little thing on the side. He's very serious about the gaming industry and being a, a main big lead agent within it. Mm-hmm. Um, not even something I thought about until I read this article. Obviously, other sports have agents. Why wouldn't we? You know what I mean? Right. But uh, interesting th- that they do. Uh, alongside the the Vanderchuck brothers, which actually both of them own it, Gary and his brother, which I don't actually know his name. Sorry mm-hmm. if you're listening. Um, yeah, they both own the uh, the Vayner Sports, Vayner and, uh, Media, and all that. No, no, no. Just, just Vayner the sports? sports. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then we've got uh, well, they may both own it, but all I know is that they both own the sports mm-hmm. is uh they've also got darren glover uh he's he's uh jumped on board as the uh, agency <clears throat> sorry, he jumped on board with the agency as the gaming division lead. Um, okay. He's expressed his excitement surrounding the launch of the agency. He said, while lucrative, the gaming industry is still in the wild wild west, just like I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. He said, and unlike other sports, Uh, relevancy is not necessarily tied strictly to performance or wins and losses. I agree with this 100%. It's very much uh, like you're a character. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's all about the personality, baby. Yes, and that's where Gary V comes in. He said, I don't believe that anyone has a better secret sauce than what Gary and the Varner uh, ecosystem does for brands, talent, and professional athletes, and that's true. He's Mm -hmm. awesome at branding. He's awesome at marketing. And that is what he's going to be bringing to you as an esports athlete more than just getting you a deal signed. He's going to make you worth more,
0: mm-hmm. if that makes
1: sense. He's going to promote you. He's going to take you to the next sure. level, baby. Yep. Yep. He's going to brand you. And that's mm-hmm. really what it's about as a professional sport. That's what esports is moving into stronger and stronger all the time. And, uh, Man, Gary V is a huge name right now. I mean, it basically, and I'm not trying to just tout this guy. I've listened and watched a lot of his stuff. I like it a lot. I like how much he gives for free. It's almost unheard of mm-hmm. how much information he gives for free. Um, and if you search Gary on Google, his name's going to be number one. I promise you that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how and, big this guy like is like right said, now if you don't know and, who he is. And like you said, he's in everything.
1: He's in everything, man. You know, he's talking about
0: every. I'm like, how does this guy keep up with everything? I mean, yeah. obviously, he's got people helping him, but oh yeah, geez, he's like, he's got his his thumb on social media, um, yeah. all these different markets, you know, now including gaming, and yeah,
1: I love it. I mean, it's gonna just just his name being involved in sports is going to bring esports up. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to automatically does and, you know, I I, I don't know him personally, um. But I know if I was in eSports and I was divide, deciding between who I wanted to be my agent, it's done deal. Yeah. There's there's no other name out there who, who's big enough in eSports to say, yeah, that's going to be, you know, and I understand the argument of, well, he's not an eSports guy. Well, he brought on an eSports guy, and he's mm-hmm. a marketing genius. And he's got so, an
0: eSports guy working with him. Part right. of the gaming division.
1: And, and so like especially
0: it. like, if, if – Here you go.
1: Yeah, for sure. And especially if you're kind of not the biggest name ever. And you can work with him, that's perfect for you, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure, it's great for him if you're already a big name. But if you haven't done a bunch of branding and you're not, and you don't know how to do that kind of stuff, this guy's gonna blow it out of the weeds. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what he does and who he who he backs, who else signs with them. Um, let me see when this article was written. I think it was like the fifteenth or so, fourteenth. Yeah. Okay. So so we'll have to uh, keep
0: uh, keep a. Uh... Uh, yeah. Finger on the pulse of this situation because yep. you never know he may be blowing up with a lot of different uh, esports mm-hmm. stars on his hand. Mm-hmm. So I don't know of so. any other agencies. Maybe we'll have to look that up if there's any other agencies out there. He's obviously definitely yeah. one of the first I've heard of. I'm
1: sure there are. He's probably just the first kind of
0: big one, big name. One. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Sorry, I got a track record. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's all I've got. That's my okay. that's my stories for esports. I probably spent more time there than I meant to. But no, that's
0: you're all right. good, man. That was good. Very informative uh, section. Uh, a lot of things going on that uh, I wouldn't have thought otherwise yet. Uh, next, we're going to be hitting no gaming news uh, of the last week. Uh, not a ton of news going on, but we're going to hit on uh, some things that that uh, seemed interesting to us. So we're going to switch gears. Lee. It's time, guys, for um, Leaks for Geeks. We're going to cover the news of the week and what's been going on in gaming. Now, we may not cover everything out there, but we're covering um, some things that we found interesting, um, and we hope that you like it. So, uh, Mm -hmm. we'll go ahead and start off with uh, Respawn. Uh, They're the creators of Apex Legends. Uh, They are having some complaints right now going on. With um, having issues with their skill-based matchmaking system for the Apex Legends, um, so right now they're uh, they've had a tweet that went out um, from the SBMM guy. He said, "I have no idea if you're the guy who analyze." I think he says analyzes. But it's, <laughs> analyzes. I think it's mis- yep. but he says, uh, "I have no idea if you're the guy who analyzes stuff for SB- SBMM." But if you are, you're doing all of us an injustice and there will always be ways around the system people will abuse anyway. We don't want two ranked modes. Yeah. So that went down uh, and they responded. Um, Mray responded and said, I appreciate the feedback. Really? Um, he also works as their analytics and data science uh, person there at Respawn. He says the intention of matchmakers to give you a better match, uh, and it turns out that it's not that easy in a Battle Royale situation. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, they say um, this isn't the first time Respawn has had to speak out about their matchmaking system publicly. Apex Legends creative director Chad Greenier also recently revealed that while the team is working to make everyone happy with regards to the matchmaking system, uh, the balance is, quote, tricky. However, Respawn will continue to make changes based on player feedback. Uh, they do say here that since Apex Legends Season 5 dropped, uh, there was a very noticed uh, change across uh, the updates, which was uh, some of the buffs and nerfs that they gave. And one of their top players right now are characters that are being picked as Wraith. And she's actually been used 27% more than the other characters. So that right. makes her a very significant uh, popular character in the game right now. Yeah, they're having some balancing issues, but they're vowing that they're trying to fix that. Um, you know, we haven't touched Apex Legends in a while to know um, yeah. how that how that's feeling. Um, I think
1: the key for almost all these game companies right now, and, uh, you know, it's not like Riot has been without their mistakes in Fortnite, right? Plenty of mistakes. One of the things that Riot does... R- Riot's Epic Valorant. Games. Valorant. <laughs> oh, my bad. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because the article I was just reading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Epic Games hasn't had their issues with Fortnite, of course, right? But the the difference is um, that I think one of the big keys is they've listened to their players, right? They've mm-hmm. made their adjustments, and they've made I think big mistakes and big adjustments, mm-hmm. and then big mistakes and then big adjustments. Another big company that has had years and years and years of success, um, and has had ups and downs in this department, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is um, you know Blizzard Gaming, right? Specifically mm-hmm. with WoW, right? Yeah. When they when they were doing uh, World Used to, they listened all the time. I think after their partnership um, with Activision, they had a couple down spells where it seemed like they just kind of made some mistakes one after another. Um, and then it seems like they've kind of picked back up and started listening and going, mm-hmm. okay, hold on. What do we need to do here? That's how these companies survive now. It's a, yeah. They're not in control as much as they used to be. They really need to listen to the players, to their mm-hmm. customers, yeah. uh, which has kind of always been the case for most other industries. But gaming has not really been that influenced by gamers crying out right like okay well we'll make an adjustment three years from now when we'll make another game
2: mm-hmm.
1: now it's so fluid that the games that survive are the ones that are listening and so if if that's if apex does what they're saying they're going to do then i think yeah. they'll be all right you know what i mean they make they got some issues going on but they, they've got
0: to listen hopefully so and you make a good point on that you know it's kind of a feast or famine situation it seems like mm-hmm. companies uh gaming has a weird thing as far as um it's more like a sport or an entertainment entity um, where it does its best work when there's nothing to lose. So if you look at the success of Blizzard, they were a small company making big, taking big risks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, creating these amazing worlds and and, yep. and putting themselves out there. You could say the same thing for the Call of Duty series when it first got oh, known. I would
1: say they were super fan-based, too. Mm-hmm. Like when they started, mm-hmm. they were very fan-based driven.
0: Yeah, and so I think then you get to this point where they grow into a, a big um, corporate company and um, they want to keep making money. Now, all of a sudden, it's all about shareholders. It's all about yep. making that money. Um, right. And then you see these companies, they stop taking chances. They stop taking these big creative risks mm-hmm. that made their games unique, right? Right, um, yeah. And I think that's evident, like you said, with Blizzard games where it's like mm-hmm. these small... Um, changes, but nothing huge. Same thing with Call of Duty. Right. It's been small changes, but the game itself hasn't changed that much from the, the original series of games, uh, yeah, at least we, in my we opinion.
1: It. We see it hurt people, too, right? Because I think you, you see like a company like that. They partnered up. Of course, you partner like that. All your shareholders are a little nervous. Great. We, we, we took on a large uh, increase in revenue, right? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, our employee base probably tripled at that point. Right. And that's all good, but it's scary for shareholders. Mm-hmm. So what they what they encourage you to do then is to play cautiously.
0: Yep. Calculate that's, that's the risk. The problem <laughs> is
1: that's not usually the best path in the gaming industry. Time has told that people win big when they kind of gamble a little, they've got to they've got to push some of the boundaries. When we mm-hmm. see companies push the boundaries, we see all of a sudden, boom, they get a foothold, they get a fan base because of it being kind of more entertainment, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think we've seen companies that tried to stay safe to protect their shareholders who actually then hurt their shareholders. Mm-hmm. And they should have they, they should continue to do what got them there. Yeah. They shouldn't change in you, that moment. You it's have it's to- risky.
0: Yeah, you have to in a creative outlet because you're getting these fans who are from all walks of life. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's different. Like people people aren't like um super fanboys about Best Buy, right? Yeah, right. You, you may love Best Buy as far as that's your place you go to, but you're not gonna die on a hill um trying right. to defend or go against Best Buy, right? Mm-hmm. It's really irrelevant. Um whereas with gaming, you're you're getting you're getting people from all walks of life. So you're having um a lawyer could play a doctor could play mm-hmm. um you know a, a farmer could play then you have the people that you know a musician who loves games that have wonderful music or artists who really appreciate the art in games so you get this right. big collection of people that um they all have strong opinions and passions about what they're playing and right. so uh yeah i think that's kind of why you do see more hate sometimes mm-hmm. directed at the developers mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I think sometimes we need to take into account what we're dishing out to them. But for the big companies, you can definitely see a watered-down product at times. Just a safe, yeah. a safe. Uh, we're not going to do much changes here. Here's I agree. here's our game. So,
1: uh, and, and I think I don't want to go, you know, beat a dead horse, but I do think we've seen, um, and the gaming industry moves so fast. That's what we've been talking about with esports and everything else. So you do see a faster rebound mm-hmm. or, or failure. It happens faster in the yeah. game industry. So, yeah, you saw, man, uh, Activision Blizzard kind of bit the dust kind of hard. And then I think they've had a pretty big rebound. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think they their new Call of Duty, they they said, oh, crap, we got to do something. You know what yeah. I mean? And mm-hmm. and their new Battle Royale, they made some big enough changes that they didn't lose everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: if they had taken much longer, it can really be devastating. Yeah, people could leave In the type industry. Right. Yeah.
0: You can lose your... your and the same uh, thing for a while, right? It.
1: I would say, I guess that's their two, that and now Overwatch, but that's mm-hmm. their their two biggest They're, platforms. They've kind of said, okay, let's do it. Let's make yeah. some of these changes um, because we don't want to lose everybody. And I'm glad they have. Yeah. And, you know, oh, well, they had a down spell. I, things are looking good. And it, other companies can learn from that too and go, hey, look, if the big company's got to make some moves, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when the fans cry... Then obviously as a small company, you have to make, because you don't even have the, uh, what do you call that? You don't even have the, uh, like the following, right? You don't have the people that are like committed to you that have a little bit of wow running through their blood. Those don't exist on new platforms and new companies and developers. So those guys have to listen quickly and make the adjustments.
0: Exactly. Sorry, I've got some uh, kid aggro over here.
1: Yeah, you're good. You're good.
0: Okay, um. So yeah, I mean, you you're definitely right about that. You have that that audience that's uh that's true to that to that genre. With WoW, I think they're just. I don't want to say they're milking it, but I think they're just trying to keep their fan base and figure out how do we reach a broader audience. How do we get those these young kids that are playing Fortnite to come play our game? So you probably catch some of that with Overwatch.
1: Well, I don't know if I want to run down that rabbit hole. I'm going to ask one question, and you can answer it with as long of an answer as you okay. think fits. Sounds good. Okay. A company like World of Warcraft, right? Mm-hmm. A game like World of Warcraft. I, I do not personally know of any game with the longevity and um, fan base that World of Warcraft has.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not, of that, not that there's not other games who have had more players. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I don't know that there's any game that has had more players as long. There's a difference. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, The retention. I think World of Warcraft has has a retention level that is unprecedented for games. Mm -hmm. So, question, real question is can they? Not what should they do, but is it actually possible for World of Warcraft to capture the young, new Fortnite community? Or... Is that a new baby?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. Um man, that's a that's a really good one because that's kind of a hard one too in the in the case of a lot of these WoW players mm-hmm. played this game when they were in middle school or elementary school. And they've mm-hmm. kind of grown up with it, so it's a part of their life, right? Right. Um and then your older your older players have been playing it since they was in high school and got out mm-hmm. into college. And so it was part of their college years, something that mm-hmm. they did. So, um, it has those emotional attachments. Um, you also have this thing with wow, where they had it, you know, there was three world, there was three Warcraft games that had came out before this. So it had already fleshed out characters right. in the world and yep. giving that world, the, the lore that you would have in a real world, right? The legends mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. you know, the history behind it. Um, as far as Fortnite goes, I don't think the game itself, Fortnite, would be something that would be around, I guess. So, I don't know that they can capture that audience because of Well, the and pla- I'm not
1: specifically talking the Fortnite audience. I'm talking the generation that plays Fortnite, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm.
1: do not think that there is a very large audience under 22 years old who is joining World of Warcraft. Um, we could check statistics, but I don't, you know, maybe you, you probably have a, a decent amount between 18 and 22 and mm-hmm. then below that you're done. Put a fork in it. Um, yeah, it's probably
0: a very small percentage,
1: right? W- and so what I say is I'm not saying to quit world of Warcraft. <clears throat> I'm saying it almost seems more logical and possible for them to recreate something of the same caliber, right? Mm-hmm. The same attention to updates and continuation and an MMO style, but that has you know it when you joined World of Warcraft it was unprecedented mm-hmm. in its style of gameplay and ease of play does that make sense it was right it's it kind of like a valorant super,
0: thing anybody could hop on and play
1: yeah and it wasn't super graphics like the graphics were never super amazing you know people joked about compared to other things like 360 and stuff and other things that were out it wasn't but that wasn't their thing the mm-hmm. thing was the style of gameplay was unprecedented right. does that make sense mm-hmm. so I would say that, that Blizzard Activision needs to release something that pertains to the new style of gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. That is, you, you can't make WoW that. You can't because that no. you're going to lose all your old. They already tried a little bit to make WoW that, and they had a revolution on their mm-hmm. hands. You know what I mean? And so forget that, and you stick with who you've got, and you, but- you re- retain those guys as long as you can, and you start some kind of a new project that is for this young generation that's coming up i just Mm -hmm. can't put my mind or my finger on how they could do that with wow i I kind of had an actual new iteration or something
0: i kind of had the feeling that overwatch was going to be that but again though it's it's a shooter so it doesn't have that um right that lifespan to it but Overwatch um, does have
1: a great following, but you're right. It does it's not. It doesn't, it's not the same category. It's not going to be not the not same longevity.
0: If if they want WoW to, like you said, appeal to this to the newer audience, the younger audience, mm-hmm. they would almost have to... I would say the strategy they would have to do is literally do a new Warcraft game. That's what I'm to saying. First, Maybe a new to iteration. first establish the new lore and mm-hmm. the new direction, the new style, mm-hmm. and then release the next uh, right. thing. But the weird thing too is MMOs are kind of in a weird spot. Like a lot of them have went free to play. Warcraft is literally the only game I know that's still subscription model. Mm -hmm. All the other MMOs, including elder scrolls online have had to Mm -hmm. go to some type of free to play element. Right. Right. Um, To survive. Um, But somehow they're still doing it. So I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of that thing is, does it last 25 years? And then they finally decide, Hey guys, we're shutting down the servers. Well, over. I don't
1: even know that you have to shut it down. I mean, how long have they been? How long what? How long has WoW been around now?
0: Um, 16 years.
1: Right. I mean, so, so yeah, I guess another 10 years would be a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: what I'm saying is you don't have to have any plans of shutting it down. That's where I almost say you have to start a new, maybe maybe it's not World of Warcraft, but it's still an MMO. Right,
0: right. right.
1: And you're not trying to capture your World of Warcraft players. That would be dumb for them to do.
0: I think I it's going to make a.
1: It's going to make a new game for the it, World of Warcraft players. They want to make another game for the guys they don't already have.
0: Right. So it can't be it can't be the same MMO or at least no. the same um, holdbacks. It's got to be something that the gaming industry hadn't seen because that's what made WoW so huge. That's what I'm saying. They took the they EverQuest idea. They loved EverQuest, and that's what the game was birthed out of. They said, "Well, let's mm-hmm. use our our uh, strategy game, Warcraft, and we'll make our own EverQuest." Right. And then they just happened to strike that that perfect gold gold. yeah Mm -hmm. and then here you go this this amazing game that hit 12 million subscribers so that's 12 million people paying 15 dollars a month right to play your game so i mean at that time they were just money hands over fist but
1: But if you think about it there's so many more gamers today than there was then mm -hmm. the the gaming the amount of people that game and that gaming is much more mainstream and accepted right Mm -hmm. all your professional athletes um are into gaming and professional artists they talk about games and you'll see tweets and stuff about the game they're playing gaming is like super normal now right mm-hmm. and so the i think you can capture an audience like that again and a company as big as blizzard activision has the ability to do so
0: they could try um, they could try world of warcraft mobile
1: yeah i don't know and
0: strip it down a little bit right take away some of the spells for right. for the younger audience if you want to get right. across to that mobile gaming audience right. Yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, we don't work for them. We're not trying to hash it out. The no, big no. Question, I get it. The big question was just, I you. It sounds like you agree with me. To do it with World of Warcraft, is...
0: well, there's too much there. You're gonna, really? you have all your people that played this game for years. They've mm-hmm. invested time into their characters. They have all the collectibles. They have the. It, it's going to sound weird when I say this, but they have the emotional connection mm-hmm. to that game. Like it's more, it's more than just another video game to them. If if yes. you spent. You know, like, I've been playing since 2009, so, what, I'm 11 years in now? hmm So it means more, like, mm-hmm. I would be phys- I would be emotionally sad if they right. said we're shutting down servers, whereas well, and if, and I'm not saying whereas they if they're like, ah, oh, we're, they just... we're shutting down this Call of Duty and making a, a new form of it, I probably wouldn't care. Right, yeah, I get You that. know what I'm saying? So, there's a lot of elements to that, but you're right, it is kind of its own unicorn. Yeah,
1: and I, I don't really see a, a path of possibility. For them to capture this young generation with World of Warcraft,
0: you'd almost have to go VR. VR Maybe. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Then it's, you're it's in. got to be something new different. Yeah. It's got
1: to be something different. It's got to be. There's yeah. got to be not just oh, we got a new expansion, which is great if you're a World of Warcraft player. You see what right. I'm saying? Right. But I don't think they're capturing new young people with that stuff.
0: No, I mean very, if they are, if memorable. if they are, it's a smaller percentage. But mm-hmm. I would, I would love to see the statistics on that just to see. We could be wrong. Yeah. But yep. it, for sure, I mean, their player base has fallen. People mm-hmm. grow and move on, and sometimes they come back. We've seen that with Warcraft class, World of Warcraft Classic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's still got that nostalgia there well, I think that it,
1: the World of Warcraft pl- Classic plays exactly into what I'm talking about. The people they captured with Classic was not new young people. The people they captured with Classic was the audience they lost yep. for trying to change too much. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you stick with those people. There's a lot of them, and they mm-hmm. are... Seriously. And they're still fans. sticking with
0: classic. I mean, there's yes. they're about to release a new uh, raid. Yep. Well, and I'm new saying, as in old new raid.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying you stick with those guys, you you, you give them mm-hmm. what they want, you keep listening, they're going to keep playing games for another 20, 30 years. That's, yeah. Those guys, you know, we're still young. Mm-hmm. The, the, when there was 15,000 or 15 million people playing World of Warcraft, those guys are still gamers and will be for 15 or 20 years at least. Yeah. Right? And so keep them there's yep. tons of money in keeping them and then build something else for the new generation. That's that's what I say. We'll see yeah. what happens. but That's what I think would be the and best. And they,
0: they were smart with the way they did it. It was like if you already own the existing game, just paste your subscription, you got the classic. Boom. Right. There you go. Yep. yep. All so, right, what else you got, Clint? Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. <laughs> we'll go through the rest quicker. Um, the next uh, story that I have here is Marvel's Avenger... Uh, video game that we've talked about here and there really hasn't been a ton of news, but uh, now we got a little bit of news for them. The beta is beginning next month in August. Mm. Uh, developer crystal Dynamics shared that Marvel's Avenger beta details with IGN explaining that the beta will become available at different times, depending on where you're playing and whether you've pre-ordered. So they like say here, yeah, good. they say here, August 7th, PS4 pre-order customers can start playing the beta. On August 14th, all PS4 owners can start playing the open beta and PC and Xbox. Uh, Xbox One pre-orders customers can start playing the beta on that date. And then they say here that August 21st, PC and Xbox One players can join the open beta as well. So it looks like they're giving it... Yeah. So it looks like they're giving it to their pre-order people first. Right. And then kind of opening up to uh, the general audience. Nice. Um, they also say here, Crystal Dynamics hasn't confirmed how long the beta will go. Um, though it is teasing more details to come as it's next Marvel's Avenger War Table presentation is set for July 29th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, creative director Sean Eskay explains uh some of what's going to be in the beta. Uh, they say here that uh, you're going to be able to play a piece of the original single-player Avenger story campaign, fighting mm-hmm. through co-op missions, experiencing hero hero and world progression, and exploring war zones and drop zones. A new kind of mission we'll talk about uh, in the upcoming War Table on July 29th. He do you says, remember...
1: It's been a while since we talked about that game, but do you remember it, it's not... It's not open world, right? It's co-op, but it's kind of...
0: But it's going to be more mission-based. More, more linear. linear. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, just trying to... That's what mm-hmm. I thought I remembered by the previews and stuff.
0: Yeah. But they haven't really went into detail with the co-op, so it's like, no, well, how much, how much of it are we actually going to get to play co-op? Um, So we'll see more on oh, that. I
1: think I think that whole game is built around co-op. It
0: needs to be. If it's not, yeah. it's travesty. Yeah. <laughs> Well, earlier you heard me say, What's that in the sky? It's me getting shot down. Well, that's because uh, we're still having some cheater issues in Call of Duty Warzone. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In a video by streamer Tim the Tatman, who is pretty popular over on Twitch, um, it shows Tim the Tatman is killed right after his teammate Klosky is killed by the same player. There's a video out there. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, but they have no idea where the player is. He's cheating, Klosky says, as Tim wanders aloud what happened. The two watch the player screen and quickly determine he's using an aimbot and a CAR-98 rifle with sought-after Damascus skin. Instead of backing out of the game, though, they decide to stay in and uh, continue to watch the player. Um, So they watched it. Then they realized that the streamer was actually watching their stream. Hmm. Yeah. So he had been stream stream watching them uh the whole game. Uh so they say here that uh So he hold on, this that means the cheater was streaming the whole time? Well he was watching their stream on Twitch, like he had it pulled up. So when they started oh, watching yeah, yeah, him, yeah. he realized I got you right. Yeah. yeah. So not only was he cheating, but he also knew where Tim the Tatman and the other uh teammate was. So they say here, uh, this dude's blatant and he's watching the stream. This is Tim. He starts laughing. And then the cheater, who Tim calls line because the gamer tag is um, not legible, he says, decides to put on a show. The the, the player shoots parachuting <laughs> players out of the sky that aren't even on screen. Uh, quote, honest to God, bro, even with an aimbot, I didn't even think you could do that, Tim yells. Uh, the mm-hmm. rest of the video is truly remarkable. Uh, so you can check that out if you want to see kind of how the aimbot works and uh, some cheating. So just search up Tim the Tatman, uh, you know, aimbot cheater or whatever. You'll find it. Uh, it also says, despite Infinity Ward cracking down on cheaters, including adding a two-step SMS authentication for new PC players back in May, you can still see that uh, cheaters are still getting through. I don't know what you do. What do you, I mean, what?
1: Uh, I've just never really understood the, you know, in, unless you're making a funny video, right? Like your whole point mm-hmm. is I'm doing a stream and it's funny that I'm cheating and people are watching me cheat. I'm openly cheating to be funny, mm-hmm. which of course then you're going to get banned. But you get what I'm saying? If yeah. if you could do that without getting caught, well, then I would understand why to cheat because you're doing it for uh, publicity.
0: You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying?
1: And, and I'm not advocating out. cheating, but I'm saying you can use cheating to... To 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 be funnier, to be more entertaining, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But if not, why? Yeah, why, why? I don't even understand why you cheat on a game like that. It's I've different never if you're understood. Playing, the... Say, I'm I'm playing, you know, some of the old games, um, and I put in some kind of cheat mode because I'm playing a campaign, right? And I've got everything on on one shot kill or infinite uh, grenade launcher or whatever the freak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. That's just to goof around. You're not hurting
0: anybody. Affecting it's anyone not else's competitive, game. Right?
1: right? But I don't understand why you even would want to in a competitive game, just cheat all the time. Right. But then I got to go listen because you're a cheater, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just way to, you're not going to go to tournaments and do that, right? You're going to get caught too easy. Yep. But in all reality, in every other sport, even in tournament level and professional level, there's cheaters all the time. Oh, there's yeah. People that use steroids, there are people that do mm-hmm. all kinds of things. There's people on YouTube who are professional, you know, weightlifters or whatever, who get called out and caught all the time for lifting with fake weights yeah. that the order from China that looked just like real weights. Or Tanya you know, Harding, you know, just yeah.
0: take a freaking pipe to the lady's shins, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you get to yeah. win.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't understand it, but it exists in every sport and every mm-hmm. aspect. So I got to go, okay, people are just crazy. It for me, make any sense to me, I guess
0: for competitive, it makes sense. Like if I'm competitive gaming, you can cheat and it's like, oh yeah, I'm the best. I know I'm just pissing these pros off, you know, or whatever. Right. But uh, like, as far as even single player games like GTA, I'd right. put in the cheat code, get all my stuff, and then I was bored. I was like, okay. Yep. takes it away. There's no reason to play this now.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Even when you're playing online, it's a to me. Yeah. If I'm online, okay, now don't get me wrong. Am I that guy that when we're playing something um, like, like Call of Duty back in the day, I'm looking for that kind of little glitch spot that I can kind of jump into that's super mm-hmm. hard to get to and almost nobody can get me and I'm going to shoot them? Yes, I definitely understand that. I have fun doing that. Uh-huh. Right? I get that. Yeah. Am I going to do that? all the time in every game that i'm playing no no because i'm not gonna even know you know what i mean if i'm doing any good or if i'm good at the game
0: yeah you end up ruining it yeah yeah yeah, i'm
1: not gonna gonna do that it's fun to do something like that every once in a while which maybe is what these guys do online too they just jump on and they cheat a game here and there and like bro did you see them they were so mad yeah i don't know where i came from and they just you know part of me gets that i guess i feel like this guy was
0: definitely like i want to get tim the Tatman's uh attention if you right. knew that tim was playing right
1: yeah um, maybe
0: yeah bizarre it's pretty cool though definitely check it out it'll piss you off it makes us players that aren't so good like oh yeah everybody's your name but bro yep that's everybody. all it is everybody <laughs> oh you know, well last those kids
1: though, that when you're playing bro aimbot bro saying all the that. time all the time that freaking aimbot, but dude's definitely got an aimbot Cheaters. you just suck simple simple that
0: oh man Hey, Valorant sometimes makes you feel like that when it's like uh Jeez. you know, toothpick hit me the in, in the side of the head, head and it just boom, yes. you're dead.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, the wind blew. My head exploded.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, last week you talked about Xbox Series X a little bit, um, yep. particularly about prices. Well, yes. we've we've got some game news. Um so we'll just hopefully we'll hit a it off. Podcast. Oh yeah. Well, game news related to Xbox. Series X. That... Oh, like what
1: games are coming out? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, yes. do we have any new news on the pricing? Because um, Mike, no, one of the guys that was listening last time, had asked. He
0: mm-hmm. said
1: I heard the pricing came out. I still haven't heard that yet. No, I think okay, he's, well,
0: I think he's uh, getting you a little bit.
1: Yeah, he might be. I don't yeah, know. he's
0: he's poking at you. <laughs> what games
1: we got? What games we got?
0: Uh, well, they said here that uh, you know they had they had announced back in uh, I think it was May 2020. Some of the lineups uh, that they had, which was, of course, Halo Infinite, um, you know, Fable 4 had been mentioned, and then FIFA 21. Um, but it says here, you know, the official uh, game reveal event is going to be July 23rd, looks like. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll follow that, guys, and probably do an uh, episode dedicated to that, just like we did PlayStation 5 reveal. Um, mm-hmm. And we may find out more about the actual um, game itself or system itself console. Right. But as far as games, uh, we do know that there's some games listed that are going to be coming out. Now, keep in mind, some of these games are going to be coming out on both consoles. So it may not be so earth shattering. Right. Um, but I was just going to read them off to you guys. So you'll know what, uh, what is going to be coming that we know mm-hmm. of so far. You have Assassin's Creed Valhalla was one. Yep. Um, you're also going to have battlefield six, and that's uh, by mm. EA, so that's coming to the to the Xbox Series X. We're talking about games that are coming with launch, or no? No, just no, this X. is just, just coming in general. No, we know are coming
1: for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. just making
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's also going to be Bright Memory Infinite. So this is by Chinese FYQD Studio, um, and they're behind the first game uh, to be shown off back in May 7th for the Xbox stream. Uh, this is going to be like a very sci-fi Type game with swords and shields, mixing with assault rifles mm-hmm. and magical beams that light act uh, of light acting as grappling hooks. Um, mm. So yeah, it's kind of a shootery, nice type yeah. game. Just with uh, a different twist. Yeah, there's a Call of the Sea. Uh, this looks to be a narrative led mystery game, tasking you with finding your lost husband among the jungles, oceans, and islands of the South Pacific. Uh, this has also been confirmed for both Xbox Game Pass and Smart Delivery. I'll have to look that up and what that actually is real quick. I'll give you details on that in just a second. We'll get through this games list and not get sidetracked. Um, you also got uh, Chivalry 2. That's going to be a multiplayer first-person hack-and-slash game. that sees players thrust into an epic medieval battle um, where you can, see, uh, you can siege castles, unleash flurries of fiery arrows upon enemies, and... And dominate in a 64-player battlefield. That sounds cool. If it's yes, medieval it style, that mm-hmm. sounds pretty neat. Br- uh, there's also a Chorus. It's going to be a sp- space flight combat simulator. Uh, okay. It's kind of Mass Effect like in its style. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be coming in out the, in the art style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then you have Control. This is by Remedy Entertainment. Uh, it's a critically acclaimed, critically acclaimed supernatural action adventure. That's coming to the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, You have Chris Tales, um, which is an indie love letter game to classic uh, RPGs. Um, So that's coming out. And then Cyberpunk 2077, of course, will be coming out. Um, And they don't have specific dates on all these, so that's why I'm not giving you a date for everyone. I got you. Just, Just naming off the ones that they do mention. Um, Demon Turf will be coming out. It's a trippy 3D platformer. Um, so you can check that one out. And then Destiny 2, which I found was interesting that they're porting that over since it's already been out. Um, but that's going to be coming. Dirt 5, um, Dustborne, which is a single player story driven action adventure that sees you leading a band of misfits across a divided USA on a mission to teleport a package. Boy, could hmm. that be the future? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. We also have Dying Light 2. That's a zombie zombie game. That's right. uh, very much like the old zombie island or right, dead right, island. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that'll be coming out. And then Far Cry 6 is coming to the Xbox Series X. And it's going to be utilizing the smart delivery. And, of course, we mentioned FIFA 21. You're going to have your Fortnite. Gears 5 is going to be coming out on it. Uh, gods and monsters some of these games we've talked before in the podcast guys. I wonder if there's any so. bumps
1: in, in some of these games that are already out. Like years five is it gonna bump you know you're gonna get a different look
0: mm-hmm. on
1: the new versus the old since it already is out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if so they that probably means they pre designed it for the one and then dialed it back for the or for the X and dialed it back for the one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes me yeah. I'm interested in, in what that's what's Yeah like happen, when they originally kind of
0: developed it like we just right. got the the stripped away version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm uh, it does say here that Resident Evil Eight Village is coming to the Series X as well. Um, see, we weren't sure when that first came out was that going to be Sony exclusive or not. Doesn't look like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of games, guys, uh, that you can look up. I just want to cover some of them. Um, a lot of a lot of the big titles about what you you know like you would expect uh, is going to be on there. A lot of the bigger ones. You do have Watch Dogs Legion that's coming out um but yeah so check it out um you know as these games as these other games like i'm sure like when gta 6 ever gets announced i'm sure it will be on both um or like elder scrolls uh 6 same thing Mm -hmm. but that's just a a list of some of the games that uh that are listed to come out um but it's a pretty pretty lengthy list um as far as what they know is coming so we'll see how this uh, reveal event comes
1: I was checking on this too, and actually, I think I asked this question um the other day and just didn't notice but the or didn't didn't get an answer. I just don't remember correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were asking if these are gonna support eight k did we answer that?
0: um,
1: I don't think we did.
0: I'm pretty sure they're probably sticking to four k I wouldn't see them moving to eight k just because this, most people don't even have four k in their homes right
1: right. This article here on uh, the sun dot c o dot u k came out a couple of days ago it says that uh, this next-generation console is due out just before Christmas and promises stunning 8K graphics. That's what made me ask that. Okay. Um, Was well, that so for I'm Xbox to, or both? Xbox One, yeah. Okay. Uh, Xbox Series then, X. Yeah. And one of the other things that kind of had popped into my head is the fact that I think earlier on people were saying, hey, is this new Xbox, since it looks like a freaking mini-fridge, are we? can this only stand up? It's got the big vent on the top. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. is it meant specifically to stand up? And they did uh, release and say, no, it's it's meant for both. You know what I mean? Okay. You can do you can lay it on its side or stand it up. Um
0: and that's another good little thing
1: on, on the Xbox. It looks like the controller's a lot like the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Very little changes other than things we've already talked about, right? Like the uh, the um, um well that was on the that was on the PlayStation, the haptic feedback and everything, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they just look like the Xbox controller now that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Freaky. will have the dedicated share button, which we talked about on the on the PlayStation, but it, it'll also be here on your Xbox X Series X controller. You're Yeah. Have a share button for going live and stuff like that. So that's smart. Obviously, everything's going that direction. Yeah. The more I'm the more these things come it. out,
0: we'll go more streaming friendly. Yeah. There's no there.
1: price no price release. People are still expecting it to come out. Okay. At, at uh, 4.99. And,
0: okay. And I did want to clarify, guys, on the smart delivery which I mentioned earlier out of nowhere. Um, that is a new feature. So these games, if they have the smart delivery feature, what that means is uh, simply, if you buy one version of the Xbox game that supports smart delivery, you'll always have access to the best version of that game later down the line, no matter which hardware you're playing on. So that means if I buy Grand Theft Auto 6 on this first version of, of uh, Series X, and they come out with a Pro or whatever, like a higher version of that, Mm -hmm. and re-release gta 6 i get gta 6 already because i have ownership so there's not going to be any more of this on the games that qualify for this there will not be any oh i gotta buy it again on this platform right but but i think it's only going to be within the microsoft realm like xbox only type deal Mm -hmm. but still that's good to know if you upgrade you don't have to buy it again kind of thing Mm -hmm. or if you want to play it on pc so that's it on that portion and then i just wanted to finish up here. Uh, we had talked about the banning of Dr. Disrespect. All right, guys. So we wanted to give you a quick update. Uh, since we recorded the podcast, um, some information came out on Dr. Disrespect. Uh, Dr. Disrespect broke his silence. And, finally. He uh, finally yeah.
1: came out and said something about what's going on.
0: Yep. So we finally got a little bit more information. Um, nothing huge, but we at least know what Dr. Disrespect's plans are. Um, we're not going to go through the full interview. We're just going to kind of give you um, what we went over, what we noticed, and then kind of what we pulled out of it. That's important. Um, number one, uh, it is true that uh, he was banned. He doesn't know why he was banned still yet. He claims that Twitch has still not uh, told him what the ban was all about. Um, and at Which this is very point- odd,
1: in my opinion. You know, we're just... I'm- I'm a speculator, but that's odd to me. You know, yeah. you got all that money tied up in a guy, and you ban him forever, right? And yeah, then
0: you got a two-year go, nope. two-year deal going with the guy, and then you're not going to. You be don't tell him why.
1: It doesn't make much sense on a business Mm-mm. side of things. So no, nope. I don't know on that one.
0: I, I did like how he explained it um, in depth in his interview. He did say it would be like going to work. Uh, they've locked you out of out of your work and told you you're fired and did not give you a reason and you know oh yeah exactly likelihood. it's so, extreme if yeah. that's
1: really what they did that's just completely ludicrous
0: yeah and he did clarify uh this part also i don't know i don't know that i believe this part but he did say that uh, in the stream whenever you go back and watch his uh final moments whenever he's talking about uh to the champions club he's saying you know guys we'll get through this it's weird times yada mm-hmm. yada he uh he did make the comment that that was relating to what's going on in the world, um and it was not anything Twitch-related. Yeah, he um, said it
1: basically, if you knew in context what they were talking about in the stream before that, you would know that they were talking about COVID and, and the events that are happening around the world right now, and that was him kind of uh, showing some realness and having an emotional reaction,
0: mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. what he said. Yeah, I guess it was kind of odd to I don't know me on that either. He he waited so long in between responding, so mm-hmm. um, that's what kind of, and he did look, to me, he looked nervous, but maybe maybe because we knew what was going on, we're looking for something, right? So your mind's already searching for any clue. But well, to me, as the, as to the big clue on.
1: is the fact that that was right before he was shut off. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was just an emotional reaction to what he was talking about, it's pretty coincidental on the timing. Yeah. Now he, I don't want to call the guy a liar. I don't. I don't even really have, have watched his streams that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying a little bit that off of off of what I've seen. You know, he, you know, you got to remember to his lawyer may be saying, "Hey,
0: don't say nothing nada."
1: Yeah, that's what they're yeah. taught to do. This is all you're allowed to say because he's not saying much, right? Like we got this. You know, he finally <laughs> talks and it's almost nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he definitely, he definitely in the interview you can tell he even. Uh, there's even certain points in the conversation where he says, um, legally, I don't want to say anything. Um, he did mention that that's why he's been um, staying off social media. He said, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything wrong and I don't want to say anything right on social media right, right now. Um, yeah, it's better to just because, say nothing. Yeah, and he did, he did confirm that they are considering taking legal action against Twitch, which mm-hmm. I found that to be interesting, which means he, yeah. he does feel unless he's just blowing smoke, he, he, uh, he does feel innocent in this situation. Yeah. Um, And I think
1: anyway, anyways, someone with that, with the kind of money and resources that he has, if it's, if it's questionable, whether what he did wrong was wrong, you're going to sue anyways, right? You're mm going to counter. You're going to say, no, that's my livelihood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would do the same.
0: Yeah. Uh, the second takeaway he did confirm he's done with Twitch. Um, so it doesn't seem like he's looking to uh, repair that relationship, at least for now. Um, well, yeah. You know, what we, are you gonna do
1: to him? Even if you win, then you're gonna go back. That's weird, right? You know. So
0: he didn't. He didn't confirm if he was going to YouTube or Facebook. I my money, um, which I'm sure you agree, Ryan. My money would be on YouTube, just because that's the bigger viewer base, and he's already so huge. It's not like he has a big mountain to climb to get to the top there,
1: right? I don't know that he would have a mountain to climb anywhere. So mm-hmm. I think he'll go to YouTube if they'll give him an exclusive. If that well, makes
0: sense. well, he so, did He did say in the interview, though, he said he's not looking to do any exclusives right now.
1: Ah, uh, So I think he'll probably, in my opinion, he may do both. I think yeah. he may do Facebook and YouTube and kind of see where it's going.
0: Yeah, he had specified that he's not interested in any, any more exclusives <clears> right now. Which makes sense. I mean, he got burnt on this deal. You sign a two-year well, deal, and then
1: yeah, that's true. But he didn't get burnt because of the exclusive, right? I mean, the the guys who have exclusives and the guys who have uh, who've signed the regular terms and conditions are still under the same policy set up by Twitch. Yeah. So the guys, yes, they do have stipulations when you sign a contract. There's probably some specifics that he can and can't do. And he probably bent a little bit for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, but some... I would say if. If this is over things like maybe hate speech or any of those kind of things, that's covered for everybody, whether you sign a contract or not. You know, yeah,
0: yeah. I've I've heard some people uh, claim that they think, you know, whenever he did the two year deal, Mixer was still in the in the um, on the scene. So some mm-hmm. some people think once Mixer fell, there was no competition technically between twitch right because that right. was kind of so the twitch big is like why the heck so twitch, are we gonna pay this big so twitch money? is like oh let's look for a way to get rid of this guy any way possible right because <laughs> yeah. we don't want to do this two-year deal i don't but i don't know he was a big money maker for them though so i that's i what know. i was gonna
1: say you gotta remember when 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 a company it's like basketball right a company is not going to play a basketball player to come play on their team and pay them more than that player's making them yeah that's it's just like bad it's business. like the
0: casino they're the right. house is so, gonna win
1: Now, they might have felt, dang, we're overpaying him compared to what we had to, but to ban him means we're now going to make nothing off of him. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's a legitimate, not from a business standpoint. I always try to look at things that way, you know, because that's what these places are. And from a business standpoint, that doesn't make sense. That's one of those, dang, that sucks. When we renew, we're going to stick it to this guy. But Mm -hmm. it's not, we're going to cancel you. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, he did also mention the idea of maybe streaming from his own website, Mm. like having his own stream service just dedicated to his channel right. um that would be interesting right? right um to see someone go off on their own like that um he's, so he's definitely they're going to do it yeah so they're, he's definitely looking at other options he's probably just soured you know with this whole deal he's probably like man you see right here how quick they just shut him shut him off so well, there's probably a lot
1: of stuff he wants to do and he wants to talk about that he can't and he knows Anybody who knows anything about YouTube knows that cancel culture is, has been huge before the current culture market, you know, I mean? before the mm-hmm. current climate of the culture is what I mean. And so uh, they, they've been known for for demonetizing over you taking a certain side or certain mm-hmm. stance, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and uh, so if you're, you know, I don't know his character seems like he could, he could probably benefit from some more freedom.
0: Yep. And he, and he you had the, I mean? the little Hollywood deal he was going to be doing. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. I don't know the details of that, but I know that he had some kind of show lined up that he was going to mm. put that character in. Um, and that's kind of his whole deal right now. It just seems like he's resetting where, you know, where do, where does my fan base want the character to be and, right. and what do we need to do? And, Um, he he, definitely just seems like he's taking that, that side of, I'm not really looking to jump in bed with anybody else right now um, on the streaming platform. Obviously that's uh, not literal guys. So, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the other thing he did say they addressed, I mean, I got to give the interviewer props. They did kind of come right out and ask him some, some of the big questions that's been on everybody's minds. One of the things was all the rumors going around of speculation, um, you know, with the sexual assault stuff that had been going around, um, all that kind of stuff. Well, it just so
1: happens that this ban coincided with all that, so mm-hmm. you, you can't not think that.
0: Yeah, so they kind of pinned him down, and he just said um, that no, he wasn't going to get into all the crazy um, things that's that's going on, the speculation. But well, basically,
1: he acted like I've heard these things, and I'm not going to entertain any of that. It's yeah. not even going to be on the table to talk about.
0: It. Yeah, which yeah. is smart legally. You know, even yeah. even if you thought anything, it's like, eh. So he mm-hmm. just says that he's focusing on the community of his loyal fans. And he says, I'm totally focused on just getting back to the Champions Club and delivering great, entertaining content. So, I mean, a lot of what he said was um, kept him, him out of the fire. He didn't really accuse Twitch of much, just kind of kept it real vague. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is just really weird, but it is good to know that he's not done. Right. I think that's a good thing um, out of all this. Uh, but it does kind of make you question the future for streamers because you can see how someone can build a livelihood on this. And when when the platform is done, whether it be Mixer or Twitch or whoever, they they do have the ability to shut down your entire existence. Um, right. So they're seen oh, to it- seen
1: that happen so many times on on YouTube. Yeah, that's one of the things you know we've mm-hmm. seen over the last probably five years, like crazy,
0: mm-hmm. people
1: that have been shut down on YouTube, and then they just basically had to figure out a whole new way to monetize. And I mean, that's you, you've got companies like like uh, Patreon, who that's that's why they started,
2: mm-hmm. literally,
1: to help people that isn't. They're not going to get your regular monetization that others get, or they lost monetization, and they said, hey, how do we get these guys like kind of around that? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, it, it is. It is nerve wracking when you have only one or two giants mm-hmm. for a market. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. It's so and so it shows you how quick technology has picked up since mm-hmm. you know, two thousand and thirteen, two thousand fourteen, Twitch is just a small company and now it's, you know, mega mm-hmm. huge. So um but yeah, we'll keep you guys posted as more information comes out on Doctor Disrespect. But it seems like uh seems like he's making the right decisions, so Planet smart and we'll see what the future obviously we're not we're is. not
1: siding with the guy because we have no idea what happened
0: yeah we you don't know? know all the information
1: so people so. come back at us all of a sudden we find out he's some pedophile and he did something really rough and really crazy and <laughs> he ends up we all find out that, that that's true we don't want you guys coming back and going hey you guys were defending him we have no clue yeah we just think out of what we do know out of the information
0: up. right out of the information that's been presented at this time Right. Um obviously we hope that, you know, it's it's uh that he's innocent. Nothing like that. Right, yeah, right, for right. Sure. And um I'm I'm gonna side on the side of he's probably not. And especially if he's thinking about coming back. If it was anything that was as bad as people were acting like, I don't think he would be planning on coming back.
1: You're not gonna make uh, it on
0: any platform. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, um but we'll see what the future for streamers holds. Um a lot of a lot of these streamers like PewDiePie and um some of these other streamers they got the money and the power as well. So we'll see if if streamers start kind of branching out and trying to start their own things outside of these streaming platforms. Um mm-hmm. because you think like Mixer Mixer just shut down and well, see you guys. Sorry if you've yep. been making a living on this, if you just got big, sorry. Right? I mean, it's so uh, you you can see how fast this this technology stuff can can dwindle for a uh, content creator
1: yep. that's why we're we'll podcasting yeah we'll find out more on this we'll, we'll keep you guys in in the loop you may that's... know before us but if you want to wait to hear from us we appreciate it
0: yep well we just want to make sure you guys were updated and we weren't giving out old news but guys we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode um, we enjoyed doing it we appreciate your listenership if you could help us out get us out share. You know, go on your Facebook, go on your Twitter, go on your Instagram, whatever you got to do, and let people know about the show. If you enjoy us, if you're sticking with us every week, then we want you getting, getting the news out there. Let other people know so yeah. that we can continue to grow. Um, and as we grow, we plan on doing more for our fan base. Uh, I'm going to
1: throw this out there right now. We were talking about uh, listening to your fan base. We, we have a growing fan base uh, right now that has been growing consistently. And, uh, you know, we're talking to people, um, we've got click gamer as a click gaming as our first sponsor, and this kind of stuff going on, but we are not getting enough feedback from the listeners who are a regular listener, right? They give us likes, they give us shares on a regular basis. We love it. We want feedback. We want to know if we're making changes you don't like, we want to know if we're making changes you do like, we want to know if there's changes that aren't happening that should be happening. And we mean it when we say we want to know to the point that um if, if we get some regular feedback from you guys uh i'm going to say for at least a couple months right a couple months of regular feedback from the same person and we'll send you a shirt yeah we're we're about to be doing shirts uh here in this next few weeks or so we'll have a sample we'll start wearing them during the podcast um but if you really are giving us real feedback and helping us grow our channel uh, not just by promoting us but by letting us know your opinion which means a lot to us um then we're gonna send you guys a T-shirt or a mug. You can pick whichever one you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even ask Clint. I'm, I know he's agreed. He's like, yeah, why, why <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we? Fine, do that? Yeah, for uh, sure. So just so you guys know, uh, hit us up. Uh, what is the what is the email, Clint? We don't always it's, give that one. Uh,
0: my email. You can get me at clinton at deliriousdadsgaming dot com. Uh, with Ryan, it's the same. Just attach his name at the front. Uh, yep. Same thing with Hunter, and it'll it'll get to us. Um, also guys, if you want to game with us when we're doing gaming streams, or you just mm-hmm. want to be like, Hey, I want to game with, uh, the delirious dads. Um, we had a, a person that listens, listens to the show also, um, comes by and checks out the, uh, the live stream the other night. And, uh, I wasn't able to get his gaming info. And then I think he had gotten tied up in another game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to be, um, added to our gaming list of, of potential players, email us that too. let us know your gamer tags on whatever platform you're playing on. Yeah. Uh, we'll,
1: we'll, ha- we'll be hooked up with you ahead of time. Then right. When we jump on, boom, we can just, or we can at least send
0: you, we can at least send you invites in advance to the delirious mm-hmm. dads, um, gaming, uh, what do you call it? Discord channel. Um, yeah. or also get you an invite over to click gaming if we're gaming on that, on that channel. Right. Um, so that's, that's another thing. um, But other than that, that's about all we have as far as announcements. If you want to support us financially, you can go over to Patreon. Uh, You can do a donation there if you uh, enjoy the content. Um, And that's pretty much about it, guys. So with that said.
1: Stay delirious.
0: Stay dadding.
1: And stay gaming.
0: This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening and we hope to see you next time.